Begin the Gemara today on Daf Yud Medalef, about uh, eight, nine lines from the top of the Yamud, where it says, She'im This goes back to what it said in the Mishnah. The Mishnah talks about a person that sent a shliach to deliver a get for his wife, or he sends a shliach to deliver a shtar to free his slave. So the Mishnah brings a machlokes between Rab Meir and the Chachamim regarding this. Rab Meir says that both regarding a get for a isha and a shtar shikher for a eved, the ma- the master or the husband can retract from the divorce or from the freedom, because both for the isha and for the eved, it's a loss for them to be freed or to be divorced. So this shliach that's holding on to this document to redeem them or to free it or to, to re- divorce. He can't decide that he's being zayche in it for their sake if they did not ask him to do so. Because the Mishnah brings the rule, You cannot do something, you cannot be zayche in something which causes a loss for this individual without him asking you to do so. But the Chachamim disagree. The Chachamim say for a woman to be divorced is a loss. But for a Eved to be freed is not a loss. What's the difference? So here the Mishnah says, if a person decides that he doesn't want to feed his slave, so then he's allowed to do so. He's allowed to say he's not going to, free, he's not going to feed his slave. So for a slave to be free is no loss. You can't say, oh, when he was by his adoin, so he got, free, he got fed, he had parnasa, he had what to eat, and now he's losing that. No, he's not losing anything. His master could have said, I'm not going to feed you. But by a wife, the husband must feed her. He has no choice, he has an obligation to feed her, so therefore when she gets divorced, that's a tremendous loss for her. So Bekitza, the point is for an Eved, being free is just a benefit. So a, a shliach could decide to be zayche in this get or in this shtar shikhr for the Eved without even asking. Because it's zachin la'adam shalai b'fanav, but by, not by Anisha. By Anisha, it's, it's a big loss for her. She's not going to get the food from her husband. But that's, a, that's a loss for the Anisha too. That's a zachin. Yeah, yeah. Because she, if you let her go free, then she's just put for everybody. She's, you don't have the isra anymore. Yeah. But, but there is an element, as long as there's an element of chayva. If there's an aspect of chayva on it, so then you can't be zaychi. You don't know. If she didn't appoint him. Okay, so now the Gemara is going to focus over here regarding the Evet. Shamit Mina says the Gemara, we can learn out from our Mishnah that Yochel Harav Loimel Evet, that a master is allowed to say to his slave, I say, Imi, work for me, but and then he's on, and I'm not going to feed you. You're, he owns him, and therefore the work you do belongs to me. And how are you going to feed yourself? You'll go around and uh, ask people for money for yourself. You have to take care of yourself. That's what it's saying here, right? Our mission is saying that the master could say to the Eved, I'm not going to feed you. And therefore, when he gets free, there's no loss involved in this. Says the Gemara, no. What our Mishnah means to say is, What is our Mishnah speaking about? To Omar Lay, the master tells the slave, That you go ahead and use your actions, meaning the work that you work. So take the income and feed yourself with your own income. In other words, a master does not have the right to say to the Ebed, Work for me and then go collect money for yourself. No, if he's not going to feed him, so then. The, the Eved will work and take his own income for himself. Okay, so therefore, when he's by his master, he's basically, he could be working for himself. So now for him to become free, he's not losing out anything. He's just getting his, his freedom. So therefore, it's considered to be something which is a benefit for him. 
Asked the Gemara, wait a minute, if that's what we're talking about, that the Eved is working for himself and he's taking his own income, the Chvasa Gabi Isha. So that means that, if we, that we have to say similar regarding a person's wife. Right? The Mishnah was contrasting an Eved to an Isha, as I mentioned before. So we're going to have to say that the Mishnah is saying that a similar thing regarding a person's wife, the Alma Allah, that he tells it, see my Sayyidah, that go ahead and use your work and your income for your own parnasa, for your own food. So, so it's telling me that by a person's wife, a husband is not allowed to say that to his wife. Isha amailai. Why by a wife should he not be allowed to say that, you know what? Usually we have the conditions of a that your work, your income belongs to me, to the husband. And then the husband has to provide for her her panasa, her food. So why can't the husband say, forget about it. You just take your own income and, and provide for yourself and I'm, and I'm not going to feed you. Says the Gemara, the, the, reason, the reason the person can't say that to his wife, what is our Mishnah speaking about? The case over here is that she doesn't have enough. Her income is not enough for her to be able to feed herself. So therefore the husband can't say that go take your own income and feed yourself. He has an obligation to feed her and she doesn't have enough income to feed herself. But if that's the case, so our mission is speaking about a case where the master told the slave, go work for yourself and use your own income for yourself, but he doesn't have, he doesn't have enough uh, income. So why could the, the master say that to the slave? What's the difference between a wife when there's not enough of her to feed herself with her income that the husband cannot tell her, go and just take care of yourself? And by the slave, our master could say that to his uh, slave. And says the Gemara, there's a very big difference. Avda, a slave that the, 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 the bread that he has to feed himself, he's not even worth, his work is not even worth that value for the bread that he needs for his stomach. Why would his master, whether the, the master or the, uh, the, the, the man or the, the mistress, yeah, why, why, why do they need him for? He's so cheap, his, his labor is, worth not, is not even worth enough to feed himself. So what do they need him for? What the Gemara is basically saying is, they don't really in essence have an obligation to feed him. There's a, very, there's a fundamental difference between a slave and a wife. By a wife, there's a ksube and there's a condition that the husband has an obligation to feed his wife. And therefore, if he wants to say to her, take your income and feed yourself, if there's enough, so then he can say, go feed yourself with your own income. But the moment her income is not enough, so we go back to the obligation that the husband has to feed his wife. So he's going to have to feed her if it's not enough. But over here, when it comes to an Eved, an Eved, a slave, is, is there to work for his master. That's what he's here for. Because since he's working for his master, the master has to, has to feed him. But it's not, there isn't really an obligation, a condition that the, uh, the, that the master has that he must feed his slave. While he's working for him, he has to feed him. So if he tells him, go and work for yourself, so then he has to take care of himself. And if his, if his uh, income is not enough to feed himself, he's going to have to go around and collect money for himself. So here the Gemara wants to now bring another raya to this question that the Gemara started off with, that we wanted to prove from our Mishnah that a yochel, that a, that a master could say to his uh, Eved, go work for uh, yourself. Or sorry, again, Yochel means that the master could say to his Eved, you'll work for me, but I'm still not going to feed you. Toshima. So here there's a Brice that says as follows, Eved Shagola, a slave that was forced to go into Golas. That's because the halacha of when he killed someone, 
b'shegig. So then he has to go. He should go to the miklat. So then he has to run away to the ear miklat. So now, ein rabbi chayev lezaynai. The master does not have to feed him there. And v'loyoid. But and not only this, el shemaisi yodav l'rabbi. There in the ear miklat, whatever work he does, whatever income he has, goes to his master. He's still owned by his master. But at the same time, the master does not have to feed him. So Shmami, no, don't I clearly see here from this The master could say it to the slave, you're working for me, and but I'm not feeding you, as it says here. The, the Evid is in the ear miklat, and the master is not feeding him. He's gonna to have to go around collect money for himself, and whatever income he makes goes to his master. And says the Gemara, and here as well, what is this Brahis speaking about? The master told this slave that it had to be in the ear miklat. Use your own income to feed yourself. But he wasn't telling him that your income goes to me and I'm still not going to feed you. No, no, no. That, that, he can't say that to his avid. He's telling him that your, your income, that's what you're going to feed yourself with. But that's not what it says in this Braise. If so, why is the Braise saying that the income of this slave goes to the master? If you're, you're telling me that the, the deal here is, he's telling him, use your own income to feed yourself. Answers the Gemara, what the Braisa was referring to is that true, he's using his own income for his own food, but what the, what the Braisa is saying is, what's if there's extra? What's if there's more income than what he needs for his own food? That extra still belongs to the master. He's still owned by his master. So true now, he's telling him that you take care of yourself and use your income for yourself, but still the extras does go to the master. Asks the Gemara, but Hadofa Pshita. Isn't it obvious that uh, the extra should go to the master? He's, he's owned by the master. So if, he, if the if the Eved doesn't need it for his own uh, food, so why should he keep it for himself? All his income should, it's a, uh, he's, he, all his in, uh, hand, uh, work from his hands and his income should go to his master, obviously. And says the Gemara, no, Mao the Teme, I would think to say as follows. Since when the master does not have what to give him to eat, he doesn't give him to eat. And then what's going to be that the, the uh, slave has to go and take care of himself. As the Gemara said before, right? That when it comes to a wife, so if the income is, is not enough, so then the husband has to provide for her. By a slave though, if his income is not enough, when he says to the slave, go take care of yourself, what's if he doesn't have enough? So then the master does not have to provide for him. So I would say maybe the reverse should also be true. Ki is slay. What's if there is enough? Not only enough, there's extra. Mm. So the master shouldn't take from him either. Mm. Right? If I don't have enough, you don't provide for me. So if I have extra, so I'm not giving you what I have extra either. It's, I'm, we're sort of, I'm independent. Whatever I work, whatever my income, I take care of myself. So Kamash Mulan, that's why this Braiseir is teaching me that if the slave does not have enough, the master does not have to give to him anything. He's going to have to take care of himself. But on the other hand, if the slave has extra, then he's going to have to give it to his master. Okay? Yeah, so Rashivi explains that uh, the Svara, that he should not have to give what's extra to his master. I mean, in the end of the day, I mean, wow, what's, what's the habit of the Gemara over here? Whatever is extra belongs to the master. That, so Rashi says, the Gemara is saying that we would have thought that the slave could say, listen, now I have extra. But maybe in a week from now, I won't have any work and I won't have extras. So I want to put away the extras to have for next week when I won't have enough. Mm-hmm. So therefore we say, no, Kamash Mulan, if today you have extra, we don't say you could put away your bank account for next week. You have to give it to your master what you have today. Ask the Gemara, but a Maishno Lari Miklot. 
Why is the Brisa telling me here this halacha of this uh, slave that the master could say to him, "Go take care of yourself, feed yourself from your own income"? Why is it saying this halacha regarding this slave that had to run away to a ear mikla? This is mukhlal. He says uh, a halacha regarding any slave that a master could say to him, "Work on your own and uh, feed yourself from your own income." Answers the Gemara, it's because there is an additional chiddush here regarding the ear miklot. Because I would think by ear miklot, the Pasuk says, v'choy. Ashi brings the Pasuk, v'nos al-achas that a person that kills b'shoyge, he runs to one of the cities, ear miklot and v'choy, and there he has to live. What does the v'choy mean? Obviously he's living. V'choy means, avid lechayusit fei. You have to make sure to provide for him everything he needs for his life. And therefore, over here, in such a case, I would think that when you say to him, see my that go and, and feed yourself, that if he has extras, maybe you could keep that for himself. Because v'choy, you have to have, he has to have to live with comfort to know that he has whatever he needs. Kamash that's why this Braisa is saying that no, that he has to give to his, any extras he has, has to go to his master, even over here in the ear miklot, where the title says v'choy. So this is the first part of the Braisa. So we explained that the Bryce over here, this Eved, what is it speaking about? That the master told the Eved, feed yourself from your own income. But a master cannot say to his slave, work for me and I'm still not going to feed you. You're still going to have to go collect food for yourself. That he can't tell him. But let's look at what it says in the next case of this Bryce. Avalisha, by contrast, a person's wife, Shagol Salari Miklot, if she killed someone Bishagig and she's exiled to the Ir Miklot, the husband is going to have to feed her. So, what is that talking about? That a husband has to feed his wife when she's in the Ir Miklot? Miklot, don't we understand from this? That he did not tell her, go and feed yourself from your own income. The Because if a husband says to her that you're being exiled, you're in the Ir Miklot, take care of yourself. Work and, and feed yourself from your own income. So am I chayiv? Why would the husband be chayiv? Why would he be obligated to feed her? Right, that's uh, just like by a, a slave. A, a master could say to his evet, go and feed yourself from your own income by a wife. Same thing. person could say to his wife, go and feed yourself from your own income. So why is the, the Bryce making a distinction here and saying that by the wife, the husband's going to have to feed her? Why does he have to feed her if he's telling her, that go take care of yourself, with, you have your own income? So the Gemara continues and says, So if in this case, regarding his wife, the husband did not say to her, that feed yourself from your own income, so therefore the Brice is saying that he's, the husband is obligated to feed her, so in the Reisha as well, when it spoke about the Eved, that's in the Ir Miklot, what, what it's saying is that even though the Eved is working for the master, nevertheless, the master can say to him, I'm not providing you anything. You can go and collect food for, you, for yourself. So again, the question is, can't we prove from here that a master has the right to tell the Eved that go support yourself even though you are working for me? Answers the Gemara, no. The understanding of the Brisa is different. Really, the case over here is that he's telling the Eved that you don't have to work for me. You're going to take your own income for yourself. And the Isha, now why is by a wife different? Didn't we say that by a wife it should be the same thing? A person can say to his wife, I'm not providing for you because you have your own income. But the case here is, like we said before already, the Isha, but the Loi Safka. By the wife, she doesn't have, her income is not enough, not enough to provide for her. So therefore, by a Isha, the, the husband is still is going to be obligated to provide for her. Like we said already before the difference, that by a slave, the master could say, if, if your income is not enough, 
I don't have an obligation to give you anything. Take care of yourself. But by a wife, if her income is not enough, the husband's going to have to give her. But now the Gemara says, let's see the next case of the Braise, the conclusion there of that Braise. In the end, the Braise there says, If a person said to his wife, that go and take from your own income for your food, so then Rashoi, he's allowed to say that to his wife. That's the end of the Braise. So says the Gemara, so now we clearly see that only the end of the Braise is speaking about where the husband said to his wife, support yourself from your own income. So it's clear that the previous cases of the Braise, both regarding a wife and regarding the Eved, the case over here is that the Isha is working and giving all the income to the husband. And the Eved is working, giving all the income to the, uh, to the master. And still the Braise is making a distinction and saying that by the Eved, the master can tell the slave, all your income goes to me, and I'm still not giving you food. Go collect the food for yourself. And by a wife, he can't say that. So we still have a raya from here, to, to, to the fact that a master can say to a slave, that go and, and provide yourself food, even though your income is mine. And says the Gemara, um, no, the pshat in the b'raisa over here is as follows. When it says in the last case of the b'raisa that he told her, Rashoi, what it's saying is, and if, when he tells her, use your income for your food, she has enough income to feed herself, and he says, use your income for your food, Rashoi, then he's allowed. So in other words, Gemara is saying, the entire b'raisa is speaking about a case where whether the wife, whether the eved, the income, they're keeping it for themselves, for their own food. The only difference is that in the last case, the Bryce says, and that income is enough. It's, it's sufficient funds for her to feed herself. The previous cases was that there wasn't enough. And therefore, by the Isha, the husband has to feed her. And by the Eved, the master is not obligated to feed the Eved when it's not enough. That's the Pshadir. But the Gemara asks, if that's what the last case of the Bryce is saying, that Maspekes, that she has her own income and it's enough, if that's the case here, that he's telling her, use your own income for your food, and she actually has enough income. For, so what, what is the Chiddush that this wife keeps her income and feeds herself? It's, it's obvious that a husband should be able to say that to his wife. No, it's not so obvious. Why? I would think to say, what does it say regarding every, every woman? The honor and the, the, of a woman is that she belongs to be Pnima. She belongs to be modest. And it's not, it's not, uh, you can't expect from, a, per, a person can't expect of his wife to say to her that go and work for yourself and make parnasa and bring money for yourself. And Rashi of here adds, specifically here in this case, when we're talking about a person's wife that is in, in a ir miklot, she comes to a city, she knows nobody, she doesn't have a, a, a nice, good, modest place of work. She's going to have to go around from door to door and figure out where she's going to get hired uh, for, for work. So that's the opposite of modesty for a woman. So therefore I would say, even if she can work and she can be hired and make enough money, a husband can't expect that from her. It's the opposite of Kvuda Basmelech Pnima. Kamash Mulan, that's the Chiddush over here of this Braise, that the husband could say to her, go and work and you'll find work and you, whatever you'll earn will be for you. Shall we say that this subject we're discussing here, whether a husband, or not a husband again, whether a master has the right to say to his slave, work and your income is mine, but I'm not going to provide you any food. You're going to have to go collect food for yourself. So shall we say, we have right here a machlekes of Tanoim about this. Rabshim Gamliel says, 
A slave could say to his master, if it's a year, that's a hunger, so his master is not providing him food. So he says, or give me parnasa, provide me food, or free me, and I'll go and uh, figure out myself how to, how to provide for myself. If you're not feeding me, so then free me. No, his master has the right to say to his slave, you're going to work for me, and it's a hungry year, and I'm not providing you any food. So right here we see that, my love, don't you think that right here, that the Chachamim and Rav are arguing about this subject here. The mass of our... That the Chachamim are saying, that even though it's a hungry year, and the master is not feeding his slave, he can tell his slave, too bad, you're mine and you work for me. And you're going to have to figure out how to feed yourself in this hunger year. But Omar Sabah, Rabbi Gamliel says, any awful, a, a master cannot say such a thing to his slave. If he's not feeding him, so then the slave could sort of force his master to free him. Says the Gemara, no, you're misreading what, what this argument is over here. Look in the words, look at the case and the words that it says, you'll see that this is not what they're arguing about. But is this logical to say that the case over here is that the master is saying to his slave, work for me? And I'm still not going to feed you? That's not the case here. Because if that's the case, so then hi, oi parnaseni, oi hoitzienu lecheros, instead of the b'raise here saying that the slave turns to his master and say, either feed me or allow me to go free, it should have been different. It should have said, oi parnaseni, or give me food, oi tenli maisiyadi parnasasi, allow me to take my own income for my parnasa. If the case over here is that the master is making him work for him and he's not allowing him to make any income for himself, so what should be the argument that the, or the demand that the slave is demanding from his master? Allow me to take my, take my own income, not allow me to be free. That's not his problem. His problem is that you're taking my income. Allow me to take my own income. That's what the Braiser should have said. Another question, if the case over here was that the master is starving his slave. He's saying, work for me and I'm not, free, and I'm not feeding you anything. So, why is the Braise over here saying that Rav Shem Gamliel and the Chachamim argued in a hunger year? This has nothing to do with the hunger. I mean, for, for a slave that a master tells him, you're working for me and I'm not giving you any food, it's practically a hunger. <laughs> no, no, no matter if it's a hunger year or not, he's basically saying that, you're, I, I'm, I'm going to leave you to, to, to hung, hunger. I'm going to leave you hungry. I'm not giving you anything. So, the Gemara says, What is the Chacham, what are the Chachamim and Rabshim Gavil arguing about over here? Like we said before, He's telling him, go, provide for yourself. Take your own income and feed yourself. And and therefore it's saying that it's a hunger year. And Lysipik, so therefore he doesn't, he can't, with his own income, he can't provide for himself enough food. So over here, because it's a year where it's, it's, he doesn't have enough food for, from, from his income, it's a hungry year, so now the slave comes to his master and says, free me. What is he going to gain by being free if it's anyways a year of hunger? So, so how, how does he gain? So Rabshom Gamliel, Gamliel says, what he says to his master is as follows, parnaseni, or figure out how you're going to feed me, or free me. And what will I gain if you're going to free me? So once I'm free, so now people will see that I'm just a person alone. And people will have mercy and will give me food. In other words, he's saying to his master, as long as I'm owned by you, nobody has rahmanas on me. Even though it's a year of a hunger and I don't have enough income, people say, well, he has a master that's supposed to take care of him. Let his master take care of him. So he's saying to his master, free me and people will have rahmanas on me. Rabban and Sabri, Rabban and say, Man de merachim, 
whoever will have mercy on the, and on this Eved, when he's free, they'll have Rachmanus on him also now as an Eved as well. And Rashi says that even when he's an Eved, so he's, he's, he's obligated to fulfill mitzvahs like an Isha. So he's somewhat of a Yid. And therefore they see a person that has no food and his master can't provide for him, they'll have Rachmanus for him. So therefore there's Pashat, a, a more of a technical argument over here between Rav Shumig and the Chachamim, whether he could demand from his master to free him, whether people will have Rachmanus on him or not, if he's not going to be freed. Here, let's bring another riot to this Shaila. Is a master allowed to say to his Eved, work for me and I'm not going to feed you? What happens if a master says that all the work of my slave belongs to Hektish? So now what happens? So that this slave here is going to have to borrow money from someone else and he eats from that money that he borrows. And then he works. And then from that income that he works, he's going to pay back money to the person that he borrowed from. Okay, so the Gemara will explain soon exactly how it is that he can pay back this person if the Eved, anything that he works, belongs to Hektish. Right, so, he, but the way this has to be done, the point of here is Rav is saying that whatever the Rav said, that his work should become Hektish, it takes effect. It actually becomes Hektish. It doesn't belong to him. And his master could say, I'm not feeding you. All your income does not belong to you. It belongs to me, to the master. And I'm giving it away to Hektish. And meanwhile, I'm not going to feed you. If you want to feed yourself, you're going to have to borrow money and figure out how to pay back. So the mother will soon explain exactly how it is that he pays back. But what the point is, Shemam, you know, we see clearly over here, a master can say to his slave, work for me. And here he's taking his income, giving it away to Hektish, and he's not feeding him. And the Abed's going to have to go and borrow money and figure out for himself how to feed himself. So the Rav is saying this very clearly here. Says the Gemara, not necessarily. The case of here actually is that his master is feeding him. If his master is feeding him, so why is it saying that this slave is going to borrow money for food if his master is feeding him? Answers the Gemara, he wants extra food, he wants more food because uh, his master is giving him basic meals and he wants to have extra food. Extra food, that's what he's going to borrow money for and take then from his work to pay back for, for, for this extra food. But why shouldn't the hektish? With all his work, all his income really belongs to hektish. So why can't hektish say to him, Until now, you, you are okay with having extra food. So now as well, shouldn't it be enough for you without this extra food? Why are you taking from your work to pay back someone that you borrowed money from and you're really taking away this money that belongs to Hektish? Answers the Gemara, no, Hektish gufen nichele. Hektish is happy that this person can eat extra. So that he's, uh, he should uh, be strong, he should be healthier. If he's eating extra, so then he'll be able to work, work more for the Hektish. Okay, so therefore he can take this extra food, he can take this, this in income for extra food that he wants. Okay, but now the Gemara goes back to um, what it said, that he's going to borrow money, and he's going to work, and he's going to pay back from his income to this person that he borrowed money from. How is he taking that money? So Rav says that he's going to work and then pay back who he borrowed money from, but whatever he works, Every penny he makes has to go straight to Ektish. So how is he working and then paying back the money he borrowed? 
Answers the Gemara, Bepachais, Pachais, Meshava, Pruta. He works and the income that he has only once, Rashi's proud over here in this Gemara is, only once the, the income that he earns has the value of a Shava Pruta, the, the minimum amount of money of a Shava Pruta, that belongs to Hektish. But his income that's less than a Shava Pruta, that does not belong to Hektish yet. So therefore he pays back the person he borrowed money from with less than a Shava Pruta, then again less than a Shava Pruta. And like this, he's able to pay him back. That's the Pshat and Gemara according to Rashi. Okay, there's many Rishayim that argue with this. Taisa speaks about this, but that's how Rashi learns. Says the Gemara Vaiter, It's logical to say, like the Pshat that we said before, that when Rav over here said that the master is telling, is taking the, the work of the Eved and he's saying it belongs all to Hektish, that the master must feed him. That's what we're talking, what, what we're talking about over here. Because there's another statement where Rav said different. What did Rav say? That a person that goes and says to his Eved that all of your work belongs to Hektish. So then it doesn't, it doesn't take effect. The Hektish does not take effect. So the Eved just goes and works for himself and eats. And so here Rav said different. So we sort of have two different statements of Rav that... Uh, they're saying opposites. Before we said, Rav said that the hektish takes effect and this Evan is going to have to go figure out who to borrow money from and to provide for himself. Over here, Rav said, no, he can go and, and work and take for himself and the money does not belong to hektish. And he said, the Eloi Avda, because if he's not going to work for himself, so man palachle. So who's, who's going to work for him? Who's going to provide him his own food? So how do, we, how do we answer this contradiction in Rav's opinion? Says the Gemara, we'll say as follows. It's going to be good, well understood if we're going to go with the Pshat that we said before. That Hach, the previous statement of Rav, what, what's it talking about? B'mayla. When the Rav is saying, I'm taking all your income and giving it away to Hektish, why is the master allowed to say that? Because he's feeding him. B'mayla, he's feeding him. And ve'en yochel. The master cannot say to his Eved that, all your income is mine, or is it going to belong to Hektish, and I'm not providing you any food. He can't say that to him. So over there, the case was that the master is feeding him. So therefore, the Hektish takes effect. And Vaha, and here, the second statement of Rav, the master is not feeding him. So, and therefore, if the master is not feeding him, how could you go and t- take his income and say that it belongs to Hektish? You're not even feeding him. So so we could answer the contradiction in the two statements of Rav. It depends of where, if whether the master is feeding him or not. But but if you're going to say that even even the first statement of Rav, the master is not feeding him, and nevertheless a master could go and say to the Eved, I'm not going to feed you, and too bad, all your income belongs to me, and I'm giving it all away to Hektish. So the Eloi of the man Polachle, when it says over here, that if this Eved himself is not going to provide for himself, Who's going to work for him? And therefore, in the second statement, Rav is saying that the hektish does not take effect. Why are you saying it doesn't take effect? Let him go and collect money. Whoever wants will we'll feed him. If you're saying that the master has the right to say to his Eved, all your income is mine, and you're going to have to go collect money, so what do you mean who's going to provide for him? We'll go collect money from people. So from here we see that Rav's opinion is that a master does not have the right to say to his Eved that you're going to work for me and nevertheless I'm not giving you any food, go provide for yourself. Shmam, you know, this is a clear raya that this is Rav's opinion. But the Gemara now continues, Toshima, I'll bring you a raya that Rav Yechenen disagrees with this. Rav Yechenen said as follows, 
person went and cut off the hand of his friend's slave. So now the Sheves, Sheves is the fact that this slave now cannot work, at least a basic work, because of what happened to him. So he can't do the basic work that he would do for his master. Rashi says even to just be a guard for a property that has squash in it or whatever it is, he can't do that basic work. You have to provide for the master the loss of that basic work. And also for the healing. The Amos is that uh, when you cause damage to someone, so the Gemara and Baba Kama says, you have to pay tzah, nezek, tzah, ripuy, sheves, boishes. So Rashi here says, and Rabbi Yechina doesn't even bring up the nezek, the damage that you cause the master. That's obvious. You have to pay him the damage. An eved with an hand is worth one amount, and the eved without a hand is worth less. Definitely you have to pay that. Here it's just saying that the sheves belongs to the master as well, and the refuah, the healing also belongs to the master. And the Gemara will explain this soon. Why does the money for the doctor bills go to the master? Shouldn't that go to the doctors for the, for the heal of this uh, slave? Now the Gemara, the, the Rabbi Yechanan continued and said, And this Eved himself, who feeds him, he gets fed from Tzedakah. So what do we see over here? Shmami, no, so I understand from this, that a master can say to his slave, I say, me work for me, and I'm not going to feed you. Over here, what does it say? That this Evan has a loss, that he can't work. And the person that caused this damage, who does he pay it to? The Sheves. Who does it go to? It goes to the master. So the master is not saying to the Evan, keep your income. He's taking it all for himself. And nevertheless, Rabbi Yechani continues and says, and you are going to get fed from Tzedakah. So he argues with Rav. He says that the master could say to him, uh, say uh, that uh, you work for, uh, for me, and any zonach, I'm not going to feed you. Answers the Gemara, no, hocha b'mayeskinon. What is it speaking about, Avir? No, the, the master is feeding him. But nevertheless, he wants to, he still needs extra food. This, this person has to uh, recover. He's not feeling well, and he needs more food than usual. So the master is giving him his basic food. What Rabbi Yechanan is saying is, because this person is not well, and he needs more food than usual, that extra food he's going to ask to get from Tzedakah. But that's not the words that Rabbi Yechanan said. Why does he say, why does he say that he has to get, take money from Tzedakah if he's, if he's giving him the food? Answers the Gemara, Lahadofa. Like, like I just mentioned, it's the extra food that he needs because he's not well and he has to heal himself. He needs more food than usual. That's what it's talking about. But it doesn't fit into the words that Rabbi Yechanan said. Why is he saying that he's going to get his food from Tzedakah? Rabbi Yechanan should have used a different term. Extra parnasa, more than the basic food. That's what he gets from Tzedakah. From this statement of Rabbi Yechanan, we see Yochel, that a master has the right to say to his Eved, that I'm taking your income, and in this case, it's not actual income, but it's the, the, the person that, uh, that's paying the Sheves for this, that this Evet can't work. Who gets that pay? The master gets it, and still the master says to the Evet, you feed yourself. So Rabbi Yechanan argues with Rav, Shema Mino, this is a clear proof for this. But here the Gemara explains this statement that Rabbi Yechanan said here, oh, mama. so what did it say before? What did Rabbi Yechanan say? Noisin that the Sheves, the loss that the slave can't work, goes to the master. And the doctor bills, the refuah, also goes to the master. First of all, the fact that the slave can't work, that the loss of that goes to the master, isn't that obvious? Who does he work for? He works for the master. So if he can't work, so then obviously that uh, income goes to the master. So the Gemara says, you're right, 
the Chiddush of Eir is that even the pay for the doctor bills also goes to the master. So the Gemara asks him that, but that's not understood. Rufuasai, didei. The doctor rules, that should go to the slave. He needs to pay the doctors for this. So how does it say that the pay for the doctor rules goes to the master? Answers the Gemara, the case of here is, that he was, it was the estimation over here was that the, he can be treated by the doctor and it's going to take five days for him to be healed. And that was the, the pay for the doctor bills. But this slave was ready to take a more harsher treatment and he was able to be healed, and he got healed in three days. So, I would think to say, because he accepted upon himself a harsher treatment, so he suffered more. And now there's extra from this pay of deductibles that was supposed to be paid there. Two days of treatment that was paid for already does not have to be used anymore because he accepted upon himself this tsar. So, who does the tsar belong to? Maybe you would say the Evet should get this. So Kamash Mulan, that's the Chiddush, that there's a certain income that this Evet brings by accepting upon himself more pain, but that it's sort of an income that, he, that he's bringing. That income also goes to the master. The master also owns that income as well. And that's the Chiddush of here when it says that the Rufuah, so really, true, the doctor bills goes to the Evet, but this extra leftovers of the, of the uh, doctor bills that was paid for when he accepted upon himself extra tzar, that's the Chiddush that it goes to the master. Okay, the continuation of the Gemara goes to the Mishnah. We'll learn it tomorrow, Mr. Shem.